0: This is Pod Forsaken. <laughs> There's always time to talk later.
1: <laughs> anyone, anyone see any Nintendo Switches listed anywhere?
2: No. Can everyone keep
1: Can everyone keep their eyes peeled? Me and Matt would like to buy one.
2: Oh, what, you want to get Animal Crossing?
1: We want. Well, well we want to get. Um, I need it before the new Deadly Premonition comes out. That I need it by then. So yeah, that's the absolute Jesus deadline. Jesus
2: Christ! They're up to six hundred dollars. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so obviously, the obviously, I, I'm not buying one for more than list price, like ever. Chris, do
2: you do you know what Deadly
0: Premonition is, Chris? No. So, Ooh. Missy, do you want to explain Deadly Premonition and to well, all our listeners?
1: It's like this Twin Peaksy-inspired Japanese video game where you play as a detective. That's basically Dale Cooper and you're investigating murders in this small town but then there, there's like zombies that you're fighting too and you're like figuring out who's behind like these murders it's, it's it's very very twin peaksy like you go to the diner and like you Oh yeah
0: it basically if if uh if you are a listener and you play video games and love twin peaks you must track down this game Deadly Premonition it is twin peaks the video game just by it's a different so, name
1: So I mean I think it's underrated right like I don't think a lot of people know about it, it
0: It it came out maybe like let's call it six years ago, maybe seven years ago on the Xbox 360. And it was one of those releases that like it, it, it basically looks like an Xbox game. Like it looks like it's a generation old, like the graphics aren't very good. They're not right?
1: amazing. But oh, the music is really good, too. I was like hearing those music, that music in my dreams when I was playing that game.
0: But it became kind of a cult following because the game itself is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they, they kind of did like a director's cut where they remastered and fixed some of the issues for the PS3. And then recently they've done it again and they, they've, I believe, like re-released it for the Switch. So you can currently download Deadly Premonition 1 on the Switch, I believe.
1: Mm, okay, that makes sense if they're going to do the second on the Switch.
0: Right, and part two comes out. Uh, this July. And And it will
1: only be on the Switch.
0: This is maybe, in my book, one of the most underrated video games ever created. Like, it's just such a great game, and yet most people have never heard of it.
1: Do you think you would like it and appreciate it if you had never watched Twin Peaks?
0: Yeah, because I actually, when I played it, I had not watched Twin Peaks.
1: Okay. The whole time I was
0: playing, but I was like, I knew Twin Peaks existed. Uh And like, As I was playing it, I I was like, I wonder if this is supposed to be like Twin Peaks because, (laughs) like, that's the vibe I got from it. But then after I played it, like, I don't know, like, two years later, I finally watched all of Twin Peaks. And retroactively, I I was like, that game is more Twin Peaks than I ever realized, right? Like, the fact that, like, the character talks into his little recorder, Exactly, yeah. All the talk about, like, coffee and, like... Yeah,
1: you get, uh, like, points for Gil going and drinking coffee
0: (laughs) yeah it's not just a like you hunt zombie game it's like you drive around town and you have like weird conversations with people and there's there's Mm -hmm. the equivalent of the log lady but i forget she doesn't have a log but oh yeah but it's the same plot it like starts with like a young woman has been found murdered and you're like this fbi agent coming to town Mm -hmm. but my understanding is that the the publisher of the game was basically like yo you gotta like you got to be able to fight zombies or something in it and the, the the game director was like, "No, I wanted it to basically just be Twin Peaks the game." Where and so there was this fight about like we won't publish your game unless you put in parts where you can shoot zombies.
1: I can see that. Yeah. And
0: that's why when you get to those parts, they kind of feel kind of underbaked and you're like, "Yes. Why are there zombies now, right?"
1: <laughs>
0: and so if you if you play this game and you kind of just when you get to any part where you have to shoot things, you're just like, "This is just the thing I have to do to get back to the rest of the game." That's awesome.
1: Exactly. That's the.
0: Huh. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. It's yeah. it's fucking trippy. It, like it the might whole be, like
1: world changes almost like to the um, upside down place when you have to fight zombies, and it like the walls look different, like the looks different, like all the coloring is different.
0: Yeah, it's a little it, Silent Hill. Huh. You know, like in Silent Hill, like the alarm yeah. goes off, the, the siren, yeah. and then like the world changes. Okay. It's kind of like that. So as soon as you, it's not like the town is invaded by zombies. It's like you're in this other realm. And then as soon as you kill the last zombie in that level, you go back to normal town, back
2: to like driving around and drinking coffee
0: and like investigating this serial killer.
2: I I love this Google review from, this is just a person, not a professional reviewer. Five stars. It's either an unplayable mess or an ingenious masterpiece. Yeah.
1: That's kind of exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. But I Uh, think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I I agree.
0: (laughs) It, it it's just it's 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 impressive in every single way except for graphics and maybe controls. You know? Yeah. Do you like,
1: think that'll be improved in this this one?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. because they're they're making this one f- exclusively for the Switch. Oh so God. So they're I using. Play. I mean, I still don't think it's gonna look amazing, but it's gonna look way better than the last yeah. one did. Yeah. And it's been like eight years since they probably started working on it, so they probably learned a lot of things to improve upon. You know? Very
1: true. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's our review of Deadly Premonition, everyone. But yeah. uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Let's start the show. Welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman.
1: I'm Missy Levin.
0: I'm Chris Sacks. And uh, welcome to another episode of the Quarantine Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we are talking about the feature film Summer of 84. And
1: it's a shutter exclusive.
0: Is it? Yeah, it is. I guess yeah. it is a shutter exclusive. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Good fact, Missy. <laughs> And uh, before that, we are going to talk about next week's episode, which will be Blood Quantum. So we're gonna talk about the trailer of that. Why don't we dive in? Blood Quantum trailer. What do you guys think?
1: I, I mean, I think this might be a good movie, but I'm a little burnt out on zombie movies in general. Um, Fair. It, it looks like it's like a, a standard zombie movie with some, you know, political commentary built into yeah. it to make it different.
2: Chris brought this one to our attention. What, Chris? How did you discover Blood Quantum? I literally, I liked the poster on Shutter.
1: It's <laughs> a good reason. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I saw the name Blood Quantum, and for those who don't know, Blood Quantum was a U.S. law that basically determined whether or not you were a Indigenous person or not, which qualifies you for certain federal grants and uh, you know used to be healthcare and all this other stuff. So it, it's basically a racist system. So it this is made by. Uh, a First Nations tribe this guy Jeff Barnaby who is a First Nations person in Canada who is a filmmaker and yeah it's like a political commentary but it's told through the tale of a zombie movie so I did not I did not know that it's what Blood Quantum was I didn't I,
1: either that's pretty cool that's I thought a yeah really intense name
0: <laughs> I just thought it was a cool a cool title like Same. Blood Quantum yeah. I didn't oh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense cuz yeah it I'm with you I'm first of all I'm ex, I'm excited to watch this movie it, but it, there's a part of me that's like it's just another zombie movie, but this time it's like on a, a Native American reservation. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it won't be cool. You know?
2: Exactly. Right. Yeah. See, well, here's what I, I think I, I like the I, I like I the idea of it though. That it's like the 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 hook is that the Native people are immune to the zombie virus. Well, is it that they're all of them are immune, or just some of them? Well, some of them, because it's the blood quantum, right? So I think it depends on how much Native blood you have.
1: Oh interesting and yeah. the, the trailer made it seem like maybe they know how to heal bites too
2: maybe yeah
0: like or maybe they're just getting bitten but they're... like they don't turn and so they just have scars all over them yeah right. maybe but yeah i mean it it kind of looks like it looks like the an episode of the walking dead
1: yeah but it's a different take on yeah. it but yeah it's
0: i do yeah. think you know i will have a lot to a, a, the the trailer really doesn't give away much what's there to give away right it's like zombies attack and they fight them but it looks like it has a fairly sizable budget you know like yeah it really does like there are a lot of locations in that trailer and it looked like it was very well lit and very well shot some of the there's you know what you see of the zombies looked pretty good so i actually i i was impressed with the trailer
1: was this made in america canada canada okay cool nice
0: but it's sort of like i don't really know what else there's to say about it but i was thinking about zombies right and i was like I personally never get tired, maybe not never, but I rarely get tired of zombies. Like okay. I, I I can watch undead monsters that eat you, whether it's just your brains or your whole body, right? Over and over, like, but I do think what happened here is The Walking Dead, right? The Walking Dead came out and made zombies so popular, but also became one of the world's most boring television shows, right? And I think that has just triggered this thing where whenever we see a zombie trailer, we're like, oh God, please no more zombies, right? Yeah. But then
1: if you it's watch- It's a trigger. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, it triggers you to be like, I'm so tired of this. But remember when you watched Train to Busan for the first time, you forgot how cool zombies can but be. But that's when it's-
1: like, a Train to Busan is a good movie that happens to have zombies in it. It's not a zombie, it's a good zombie movie, but I think it's more- it's an a overall zombie just movie. good movie. Yeah, but I think it's like, it's not just about the zombies. Like, that's just a good movie.
0: Well, right. It comes
2: down to, like, whether a movie has, like, characters that you care about. Right. Yeah. I, so I, it's interesting because um, I actually was sort of on a kick where I just, I, I didn't even know this was about zombies. Well, I guess I could tell from the title, but I, I didn't go in expecting a, like, tried and true zombie movie. I watched um, We Eat the Night. Have you seen that?
1: Mm mm. So no, it's I've never a heard French
2: that. yeah it's a French indie movie but ultimately we shouldn't do it on the show and I don't know if people should see it ultimately it was like very well done but it was extremely internal story because 90% about it of it was it's about a guy who goes to his ex's apartment to get something from their breakup he ends up passing out in the bedroom and when he wakes up there's a zombie apocalypse And then most of it is him just securing this one apartment building and living there by himself for months. And it's, he maybe kills one zombie or three zombies in the whole movie, but most of it is about isolation. So I feel like there are, there's like a lot of interesting things that you can explore that just we end up, we just end up with The Walking Dead in most zombie movies or Night of the Living Dead.
1: Yeah. So yeah, hopefully this will be a little different. We'll see.
0: Yeah. It's all about the, I think it is about, the like, the framing device, right? Like, that's an all in an apartment. The train to Busan is obviously on a speeding train, and that kind of gives it a new thing. There's this movie, a very low-budget film, which I don't think any of us have seen, called ba- The Battery, which is just about two friends who are stuck in their, like, van when the the car battery dies, and, like, they're surrounded by zombies. And, like, the whole movie, is just, it's kind of mm-hmm, like Cujo, mm-hmm. but with zombies. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that's a fucking clever idea, you know?
1: I think it makes it better with with zombie movies if... You yeah, if you like if you really get to know the characters and it's not just like a body count, like a body count is fine. But if as long as there's like actually main characters and we're not just watching the world unfold. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know what? Let me ask a question. What do you how do you like your zombies? Right. Like, do you prefer the running kind the 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 shambling? No, kind? I don't think
1: they should be running. I think that's totally unfair. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw a flag on that play. Time out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't be undead and run that's not yeah. cool
1: yeah that's um
2: <laughs> I, I i think it depends like i think running zombies are interesting like train to busan had fast zombies yeah um that's true but it just, it just depends on the story and how they serve that's it
1: scarier that's much scarier <laughs> absolutely
2: yeah i think i mean that's the thing when they run they are scarier
1: because like that's the only comforting thing about zombies is like, yeah, I could probably like, get like, away a, from like a them. like a
0: nice a nice brisk walk keeps you ahead.
1: Yeah, like right. I went I went to college on a, tri- a sprinting scholarship. Like, oh, like it makes me feel good to know that <laughs> <What>? I could <laughs> be safe.
0: <laughs> what um what are what are your what do you have a favorite zombie movie?
1: I think zombie the Italian the, one.
0: The is that Lucio Fulci? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have still never seen Zombie. That's I why, think like, one that of,
1: might be one you'd like.
0: Yeah, that's that's why, of like, one Italian of the uh, the the black marks on my resume that I just haven't seen that yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it either.
1: It's really good. I mean, I would totally watch it. Huh. With
0: you, well, you have you have watched it.
1: I know, but like together, if we want to talk about <laughs> it on the show, like if we want to talk about another zombie movie.
2: Chris, what about you? Do you have a favorite? It's hard because there, there's so many different flavors. I think at the end of the day, it's not perfect but i really really enjoyed the remake of uh dawn of the dead
0: yeah that that's what i was going to say actually i think it no it is not perfect but it is really cool like yeah. like i think Zack snyder has gone down a certain road but everyone forgets like he, his very first movie knocked it out of the park and that was yeah. it yeah maybe one of the best openings to a horror film oh, i've ever seen
2: a hundred percent just talking about it makes you want to go watch it
0: yeah like the, 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 the opening 10 minutes is a 10 out of 10. Like, like I'm jealous that he achieved such a great opening. And then like, once it gets to the mall, it starts getting cool. And it's, it's somewhere around like the last third, the movie starts like wandering off and getting weird, but it's fine. But I, I will also say maybe it's, I mean, it's old and it's, it's classic, but Night of the Living Dead
1: mm-hmm. is,
2: yeah is so good. And I maybe. I can't
1: remember the difference between all of them.
2: So, like, Night well, of Living are Dead. are also
1: similar. You Night know? like, but... of the Living Dead
2: is. Well, you just have to think of it like uh, Resident Evil. The first one is all in one house, the second one is in the city.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the
2: right, third but... one doesn't make sense. Yes. And, well, <laughs> the third one's just like in an army bunker or whatever. Yeah.
0: You know, Night of the Living Dead is the original black and white one, which started. I believe it started the zombie, you know. That was the first genre. big one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the first big ones. But I've always. Loved the ending to that movie. It's I It's really cool. Like, like there's a reason that stood out. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, I There's certain movies you would have had to have been alive, right? Like, I forget if that yeah. came out, what, late 50s, early 60s, somewhere in there. For the um, time,
1: that must have been shocking. Like, it, it defies your expectations even Yeah, today watching it.
0: Like, like a little girl gets killed, you know, like, again, I won't ruin the ending of that movie for people. But um, if, if you've never seen Night of the Living Dead, that is really worth your time. Yeah. And then obviously, yes, there's the 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 dead trilogy, which is Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, which are all made by George Romero. And then there are actually several more that he made later, which, man, I always forget. There's like, you know, Land of the Dead, and <laughs> then Diary of the Dead, I think, which is like a found footage one. There might even be one more.
2: Oh, Diary of the Dead is
0: so rough. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Land of the Dead is like
1: um, Land of the
0: Dead is like the entire world is overrun by zombies, and like yeah like an elite few live in this like giant skyscraper. It's kind of yeah. like Die Hard meets
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, I, Dennis Hopper is so over the top in that. I mean, I yes. guess he's over the top in everything, but it kind of works. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie, but
0: yeah. there's a reason people don't talk about it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Zack Snyder remade, sorry, Dawn of the Dead, which is also the original is really good too. But anyway, that's 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 uh my thoughts on zombie films. I I yeah. still like them. I'm excited for Blood Quantum. You know, it really just comes down to like does the movie have, like, actual characters that I yeah. care about? Or is it just sort of, like, leader guy, like, like dumb guy, you know, angry guy, exactly. smart girl? Exactly, like,
1: just cliches of right, characters. Right. And, yeah. like, I hope it's not all about this political message. I hope there's more to it.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, here's the thing. Because it's made by Native people, it feels like they will have a, an insight into things that, like, I don't know how to put it, that, that we won't be able to... That we wouldn't have, right? It's not the same as, like, a white person Very making true. a movie about Native Americans. Like, yes. this is made by Native Americans. Actually, they're well, I guess they're Native Canadians, right? Yeah, that's still the Americas, but... Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Or Native Peoples, is that the preferred yeah, First, term? Nations in First Nations. First right, Nations? Apologies to anyone. I, uh, you know, I'm yeah. learning. <laughs> but... You know, based on the Shutter trailer, yeah it it has a lot of um, what do you call like quotes that are like one of the most important horror movies of the last decade. And I'm like, you say that, but it looks like a zombie movie. But I imagine a lot of the message is is what is found when you actually watch it. So I'm excited. Um, Thanks for bringing this one up, Chris. I mean, I thank you now. Maybe next week I'll be fucking screaming at you. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will forever hold on to this moment (laughs) Um, like a
0: zombie. Is there anything else uh, you guys want to say about that before we move on?
1: No, excited to no. talk about it next week. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Before we move into the main event, I'm going to ask listeners, as usual, to take a moment and uh, like and subscribe and share us. Um, specifically, I mean, you probably listen to various platforms, but Apple Podcasts has an ability to rate us from one to five stars. Also, you can do that and leave a written review.
2: I actually uh, rated us. It only has a five to five stars. <laughs> oh, they changed it. You just have to pick five now. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. That's a, that's a good improvement.
1: It's so nice of them.
0: <laughs> but it's it's really easy to do, and it and it really helps us. Uh, it also helps when you subscribe to the show because that way you know when we have new episodes. But also telling friends about it. You know, like if you have horror friends who you think. Would love our show. by all means. Tell them to check out an episode. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podforsakenpodcast@gmail.com at gmail or you can reach us on twitter on Twitter at podforsaken. So there's a bunch of ways we love hearing from fans. We're always looking for new movies that we should review. Um, you know, if you have opinions on why you agree or disagree with us, we're always uh, excited to hear from you guys. So mm-hmm. feel free to reach out. There's, you're stuck at home. There's there's little to do except argue with people on the internet. So come argue with us.
1: <laughs> it's Rodney's favorite thing. <laughs> it, it it might be
0: one of my favorites.
1: I, Rodney I needs literally... it
2: to survive. He saps your strength.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm an emotional vampire. Yeah,
1: like in what we do in the shadows. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh man. Did you start
1: right. the second season yet of that? Yes, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. How, there's
0: only two seasons, right? Yeah. The second
1: season is airing, airing. right now. Yeah.
0: I still have to. Everyone watch should watch most that. Bit. I saw the pilot, and the pilot was great.
1: Yeah. Well, watch more. It just gets better. Yeah. That's
0: does. my understanding. Speaking of things that just get better as they go along, let's talk about Summer of 84. hmm So I, I think I picked this one. This is, as Missy said, a Shudder exclusive. This is a 2018 film. It is written by Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith. Directed, it's directed by a trio, for a change. Francois Simard, Anouk Wissel, and Joanne Carl Wissel. I assume they're related somehow. They (laughs) go by RKSS. Yes, so they're like they're like the I guess the other Radio Silence. Um, Oh yeah, Radio Silence is also a trio. And my understanding is that the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, has um has like strict rules that a film can have no more than two directors. So if there's three or more of you, they have to like call themselves a group. You know, like that's why they call themselves Radio Silence or RKSS or whatever. But all the same, this is directed by three people, and their previous film was the film Turbo Kid, which I don't believe either of you saw, right? No, but no. you have, right? Yeah, Turbo Kid. It's funny, because now that I've seen Summer of 84, I, I'm i starting to see a thing that they do. They they really are able to recreate the feelings of movies from the 80s, mm-hmm. you know? That is what they're doing, which is similar to what that other company, Astron 6, does, right? Astron 6 made that movie that we reviewed a long time ago, The Editor. Um, as well as Manborg. But these people seem to have a a much more... Well, they're they're serious take on it, whereas that's like a riff.
1: Yeah, it's not like a... Yeah, Yeah, a a spoofer. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so Turbo Kid is basically a, you know, like a a Mad Max kind of thing. It's like a teenager in an apocalyptic wasteland who, like, you know, befriends this girl, and they're, like, being hunted by, you know, bounty hunters or whatever, and he he finds this like badass like robot arm that he attaches that lets him like shoot these devastating like laser blasts, right? And it like, I really thought it looked like it was going to be stupid, but it sucked me in. And I was like, I feel like I'm watching an 80s movie again, right? But like made like in 2015, I think. And so Summer of 84 was like that again. It, It really felt like I was back in my youth watching, you know, a fucking like The Monster Squad or something. Obviously, this is not surprising to people because we have Stranger Things, and I think we've mm-hmm. got to talk about Stranger Things, right? Mm-hmm. So overall, like, I won't spoil anything about Summer of '84 without a war- you know a warning. None of us right. will. All right, nope. agreed. I don't promise. Uh, Chris hasn't promised at any I moment.
1: To try, but like, I might accidentally. <laughs> That's more my thing.
0: <laughs> um, I I really really like this movie. I did and too. I,
1: huh.
0: Okay, I knew Chris was going to have a problem with
1: it. Yeah. Chris, lay it, it on was,
0: us.
2: It was fine. It's a well-made movie that's kind of predictable and whatever.
0: Wow. That's the lowest score I've heard from Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's, you know, two of us liked it. Missy, what'd you like about it? Well, first of all, yeah, tell us what you liked and let's talk what it's about.
1: I I just really enjoyed myself the entire time watching it. And parts of it were predictable, parts not, but... I was kind of okay with that. That's a vibe that the the 80s vibe is it's very pleasant world to live in. It's about a kid um, who is kind of like into conspiracy theories. His walls are littered with all kinds of like UFO and man, you know, weird animals. Cryptozoology shit. Yeah. So he's like into that. And so he's kind of the boy who cried wolf with his family and friends of always thinking something weird is going on. And there's been some boys that have gone missing and presumably murdered in surrounding towns. And basically, this guy, he's convinced it's a serial killer, and then there's confirmation where the serial killer writes to the police and tells them that he killed all these boys, and he even gives information of, like, missing people. And It's basically proof that he is a serial killer and he killed all these boys and a, a a few adults. And so now it's his... He basically sees something that makes him suspicious of his next door neighbor. And so, through the whole movie, him and his friends are investigating the next door neighbor who he thinks is a serial killer.
0: Yeah. It's very much like Disturbia or Rear Window. Like,
1: very, yeah. It starts very rear windowy with just a little kid instead. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's, um, in many ways, it has a lot in, in common with Stranger Things. Like, it's a group of four boys who, like, ride around on bicycles, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the one, he's like, I think my neighbor is the serial killer that's killing all the, all the teenage boys in town.
1: And there's a little bit of, like, cliche characters. It's like, you know, the main guy who's just, like, a nice, normal guy. You have, like, the nerdy guy. You have, like, kind of the bad boy. Who, the, the, the bad boy one, he's the kid from The Babysitter, Oh no way! Yeah. I knew
0: he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. That, that that makes sense. I look. I'm not saying this is a a like perfect movie or anything. I I don't think it. You know, it, it has not. some issues. But right off the bat, I was I had to make a decision, and the decision was: Am I going to fight against the fact that this is like 80s nostalgia, right? And I was like, no, because that's that's sort of the point. And like, it's okay for like Stranger Things and it to be in the 80s, and for this thing to be in the 80s too. Like, let's just enjoy the movie for what it is in the same way that like you know I was thinking about like uh like slasher films like hatchet right mm-hmm. like like I love hatchet but it's bad in in many ways right mm-hmm. but like I'm specifically watching it to sort of relive the feeling of like Friday the 13th but under a different killer's name right yeah
1: that's a good Point too is like what those kind of films you're what like they are predictable. You watching, you know what's going to happen. It's a formula. Like parts of this movie were kind of light but that doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. Just just because like you might know what's going to happen next.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so the movie won me over very quickly. What won you over? Well, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you. I thought the the main four kids. I mean, you know, there's obviously the the main kid. He is our central protagonist, and his name is it Davy. I think.
2: E. Mm-hmm, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yes, Davey is our main character. Davey's 15, and he lives, you know, like, in the suburbs. Uh, He's, like, he's he literally is a newspaper boy, right? Um, And he has three friends, as Missy said. There's, like, chubby kid, nerdy kid, and, like, leather jacket, like, cool kid. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, I felt, like, one, their friendship was real. Like, it felt... Like they really liked each other. And, and like the, the the way they talked to each other was that like exact level of like caring, but also still like busting each other's balls. Like it reminded me of the Monster Squad and the Goonies where I was like, these kids are real. They did but feel
1: real. And they're all having sleepovers and like it's.
0: They have like a treehouse where they like look at like um like, you know, nudie magazines. Like I, <laughs> it was called Glamour. I don't know if that's a real magazine or not, but, it was, you know, essentially Playboy. I just sound like an old man saying "nudie
2: magazines." The, but
1: uh, yeah, those. Well. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> they're looking at they're looking at the pornography. <laughs> <laughs> what well, would there you is call glamour. it? Glamour, glamour was a fashion magazine, though.
0: Okay, but they have they definitely have like nude. Yeah, like uh, I'm saying, in pictures. real life, glamour was a fashion magazine. Yeah, it was, so it was doesn't that exist. was that the magazine they had though? Maybe I. No, maybe, I don't think so. All right, yeah, they had something else. Anyway, it's not important. The point is that like they felt real to me, but they also didn't feel cliche. Like, like the smart kid while he wears glasses and likes to like he he enjoys reading. There are scenes where like he isn't the nerdy kid who's like pushed around by the group. Like he has no problem being like, yo, fuck off, dude. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, the the chubby kid. It's never really there's never a joke in the movie about the fact that he's chubby. You know? Yeah. The cool kid. Like, again, it, it, it's it, like they all had layers to them that made me. Just kind of like them. That's the best way I can say yeah, it. They
1: were like cliche, but they felt like real people still like it was yeah. a combo.
0: I yeah. I'm not going to say that, like the three other kids are well fleshed out. In fact, one of my critiques against the movie is that there are some scenes that like feel out
2: of place because they're trying to like half develop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them have problems with their parents and have to sleep over at Davy's house. at some.
1: Yeah. Point. <laughs>
2: well, that that's the thing. It's like.
0: Chubby Kid has, like, a short storyline about how, like, his mom is, like, an alcoholic, maybe? Or she's definitely an alcoholic, but, like, there's problems at home. But that never really goes anywhere. Nope. And then Cool cool Kid's parents are also having fights, but, like, you never even really see that world, you know? Like, it's never—you
2: never see his parents— and then like nerdy kid, you don't know anything about his family. Mm-hmm. But that that's what I mean is that it's like it's a well made movie in that the characterization is well directed. The ki- the kids are well cast. They seem real. They seem but then like most of their actual dialogue is just like riffing at each other that I almost felt like I was watching, you know, like a like an early nineties like comedy movie where people are just like talking to each other about nothing. Well, that's and then, what that's
0: what friendship is.
2: Sure. <laughs> Right, but I'm watching a movie, so there's supposed to be something that leads somewhere. And I, not to give anything away, but like two of those characters just disappear from the movie. That's Nothing right. happens to them. I they mean... just stop being part of the story. I, d- I disagree. That was I mean, at
1: the very end. Yeah,
2: I would say
0: like they disappear from the final maybe like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. I agree on that. And that's that's something we'll talk about. But like they are in most of the movie. Right, but then like their storylines disappear
2: too. Yep, I I'm not.
1: I don't think it matters though. Like, yes, it's, it does. It's, there's if, still you, a main if you character. introduce something
2: into a movie, it should be there for a reason.
0: Actually, you know what? You do see what becomes of them in the final minute of the film.
2: Absolutely, you see a montage of the aftermath of what happens in the story, but like, it's not satisfying.
0: I well, that's that's
2: where that's I. Pl- I think they did it on purpose.
1: Yeah, I think that they were going for something.
2: This is not this is not Stranger
0: Things, and this is not it. This is not a an, like this is not a, an entourage film. This this is Davey's movie. He is the main character of the film. Yeah. So like they do serve to just be a part of his story. You know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, it didn't fa- bother me. That we right. Didn't...
0: As far as I can remember, Davey is in every scene of the movie. Like like this is, you know what I mean? So on Stranger Things, you can cut to some other kid doing something elsewhere. But like at the end of the day, this uh, that's not true. Like I said, the the chubby kid has the scene with his mom, but which is why it probably felt out of place, you know? But anyway, so, yeah, uh, I also loved, you know, the music. Like, the music is exactly what you think it's going to be, right? It's like a couple mm-hmm. 80s tracks that you're familiar with, like Cruel Summer by Bananarama. And then, you know, like the minute the the first score starts, it's, it's, like, it's like right out of It Follows and Stranger Things. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> you know, like that synth kind of thing, <laughs> which I guess I'll never get tired of. Like, you can just put that in every movie, and it's just like a um, – a soothing, warm blanket on my mind. I'm like, yeah, 80s synth music. <laughs> I, so, so basically, very early in the film, right? You discover that he, his his neighbor. I mean, the movie basically opens with him saying, like, you know, the the real weird shit happens in the suburbs, right? Because like you never know what's going on behind people's doors, mm-hmm. and people people are different in the privacy of their homes than they are in public, and that's sort of the theme that's running throughout the movie, right? Yes. And that's sort of what's going on with all the stories about like the parents' fightings and there's like – there's also his cute girl neighbor whose parents are getting divorced. And so that's the theme of the movie, right? But the main story is there is this serial killer who's been abducting and murdering boys and early in the film they are – they're doing a a game of – what's it called, Chris?
1: Mm, Night – crawl night oh uh,
0: manhunt manhunt Manhunt, which is basically hide and seek with flashlights at night right
1: yeah with like all the neighborhood boys
0: yeah and so it's like there's like 20 kids running around the neighborhood and while davy is hiding he sees through his neighbor's window that like his neighbor is like in his kitchen with this this like teenage boy and then like a couple days later that boy's face shows up on a milk carton right and so he begins to suspect that yo my neighbor is the serial killer.
1: Yeah, and he was helping his neighbor bring something down to the basement and saw, like, a, a locked door with, like, a padlock on it in the basement that just, it just looked creepy anonymous. So yeah. That, like, between those two things.
0: So, his, name, his neighbor uh, is named Mr. Mackey, and he's played by Rich Summer. And Rich Summer is one of those actors who's been in a shit ton of things.
1: Probably the biggest thing is Mad Men.
0: Yeah, so I never really watched Mad Men, so how big of a role is he in that?
1: It's not like one of the main characters, but he's in a bunch of seasons.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he's like one of
2: the office lackeys that's always around.
0: I know him from... I think he's he's in Wet Hot American Summer, like at least the TV show. I don't know if he was in the original. He, yeah, he was in Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp. Oh, okay. Uh, he was like in every episode, but yeah, in Mad Men, he was in. Okay, like he's in over ninety episodes, so clearly that's his biggest thing.
1: <laughs>
0: but um, he was really good, right? And basically, he yeah. is a he's a police officer on the force, and um, and and he's you know he's, he he comes across like a nice guy, right? He's
1: single. He lives alone.
0: Yes, and so, early, yeah, in the beginning of the movie, Davey basically, he asked Davey, like, will you help me move this, whatever, this trunk down to the basement? And while he's down there, yeah, there's this strange padlock door, uh, which certainly doesn't doesn't help. Right off the bat, I was like, clearly this guy is a serial killer, or he's a serial <laughs> killer, right? <laughs> and then as the movie went on, I started to question whether Davey is right or not. And I think that's one of the things I enjoyed about the movie, Same. is that for for a while... I really genuinely wasn't sure mm-hmm. if he if he's right or wrong.
1: Cuz there was one scene like a f- a few scenes after that where we see one of the neighborhood kids, we don't know him, it's just a random neighborhood kid walking home and he's covered his mouth is covered by some hidden faced hand and he's dragged away. And that becomes the next missing boy. And I if I was worried they were going to sh- like f- flip to showing you Mr. Mackey's face and just like tell us that it was a serial killer the whole time. and I was so glad they didn't do that. I was really worried they were going to reveal it.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, so first of all, this movie is um, pretty light on gore, right? Like, there's really nothing until like maybe toward the end, right? Yeah, that's um,
1: yeah, that's the only part.
0: I think I think it's R-rated for like swearing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like I guess, finally, you see some some naked women on pic- on like posters in their tree house. Um, but yeah, there like there is only the ones, the only. You, there's that scene where the kid gets abducted. You're right. And you're right. They don't show you who it is. I do think that like, man, I, I, it's hard to talk about it without giving things away, but I, know. It, I will say that like at a certain point in the movie, I guess my thinking was they're not really giving me any other suspects, right? Like yeah, there's yeah. no the, the, red the, herrings.
2: There's nothing. Right.
0: The only other like, m- like grown male character is Davey's dad. Who's like a, a news mm-hmm. reporter. Like he's a cameraman for the local you know, n- news team. And so like, I'm like either the killer is Mr. Mackey uh or it's his dad or it's some random person that we haven't met. And so as the movie goes along, because it's so heavily centered on Mr. Mackey, it starts to become like either this is exactly like, you know, I mean, either either he is the killer or it's going to be unsatisfying. Yes. And I do wish that the movie had more, you know, red herrings for you to follow um, I won't, I, again, we're not going to reveal whether he is the killer or not until we get to spoilers. Um, but that's basically the premise of the movie, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's scenes of the boys, you know, like basically Davey says to his, his three friends, like, look, uh, here's all the proof I have, but like, it's not evidence, right? Like, I want you to help me. And so the, the friends all agree that like, yo, we'll like, this is what we're going to do with our summer. We're going to like track Mr. Mackey's schedule. We'll follow him to work. We'll like go snooping around his yard and yeah. we'll they, like, dig it out. through
1: his trash. And-
0: yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, yeah. So Davey is in love with the the uh, the blonde girl next door, who's, who's a couple much years
1: older. This well, is she's like seventeen. She's
0: seventeen. So she's. So how old is he? Fourteen. Fourteen.
1: Okay. He's I hated creepy. this
0: storyline. I
1: didn't. I thought this storyline was creepy this, as fuck.
0: This is one of the weakest parts of the movie. I I, I liked her as she an actress. She was good, but
1: it wasn't eh. believable.
0: She, I believe, she's on Riverdale. Actually, yes, she is. Um, Tiera Scoveby. I don't know if I'm. I doubt I'm saying that right.
1: I uh, watched if, that show, and I if can't you have a V her.
0: in the middle of your name, I'm probably saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, like she used to be his babysitter, and she lives know, but, next
2: door. Yeah, the boys he, creepily watch her through the window. Yeah, yeah,
1: they he, they have binoculars yeah. and they spy. <laughs>
2: and then she comes over abruptly in a false scare and is like, "Can we go? Can we go up to your room? Oh wow, you can see my bedroom." And then, like, it just stops short of, like, blowing this kid when his parents arrive. Well, she's, it's just she's, so over the top.
0: It is really weird that, like, it's like she sees him watching her and then she comes over and like, yeah, you're right. She clearly is like, I'm here to at least make out with you. And then his parents come home and she's like, she leaves. But it it, it did seem weird because I'm like, I don't know you as a character. Right. Like, and now you're like. Like why, like, why do you have the hots
2: for this, like, 14-year-old kid, right? It's
1: weird, yeah.
2: Right. Um, and she's just about think, to go
1: to college, and she's, like, kind of depressed.
2: And I, I think that's the issue. Uh, that's one of the major issues I have with the movie, is that, like, all of that stuff just sort of, like, why does she exist? Well, because 80 movies had boys that were peeping on their hot neighbor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I don't disagree with you on this part, like, she, in fact, like, she doesn't even really become an, a member of the movie until like she's in the movie, but like she's not relevant until late into the film. Yeah, it's like she just sort of shows up from time to time, and like you know, at one point, like they go, she's like, "Hey, will you come out?" and they they sneak a beer together while she talks about how sad she is that her parents are getting divorced, and like she says, like, like he tells her, "Hey, I think our neighbor is a serial killer," and she's like, "You, dude, like Mister Mackey's like the nicest guy in town. Like you got to drop this and stuff, right?" I kind of wish it was more like the Monster Squad where early in the film, you know, like if you guys remember Monster Squad, they bring in the cool kid who's a couple years older than them. And he's like, I'm going to help you fight these monsters. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like the movie would be better if the cute older hot girl was a part of the investigation. I agree. And she was helping. And she comes in and out occasionally. Right. She is persistent throughout. It's just like she's just sort of like a. A, a a tangential. Well, until character. the very
1: end, she's not really interacting with the other three boys. Exactly. She's only interacting with uh the main kid.
0: And it is a little I mean, like, like look, I, I remember being 14 and having like a crush on like the older high school girls, you know what I mean? Like that that part is realistic. But it is creepy to watch the 17-year-old be sexually interested in the 14 year old, right? That is like, what
1: I had a problem with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like that that just made me and feel Apropos in,
2: of nothing. It's not like we get a backstory of why.
0: Yeah, you're totally right, Chris. The movie there's not a moment where he does something to impress her, to make her make her see him in that light. It's like literally he's just oogling her after she's like taking off her clothes and she's like, Oh, he likes to oogle me. Now I like him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, i was
0: like i didn't know it's that easy which that that feels (laughs) that explains why all the strippers love me
2: (laughs) (laughs) it feels particularly well and she was getting paid by his parents too so parallels yeah um that feels like particularly weird too especially because one of the members of this directing team is a woman
0: yes yeah but it's it's like nothing it wasn't like a it wasn't offensively wrong like like what i mean to say is i can believe because like she does say like He kind of says to her, like, why – he doesn't say, like, why are you into me? But essentially that's what he says. And she's like – because you're the only nice guy in this whole town, right? Yeah. Um, And I was like, okay, I kind of get that. Like, she – it, it, the, just to be clear, it's not like they ever make out or do anything. It's just sort of implied that like she has a she, little crush on him.
1: Yeah. She kisses him once.
0: She does. She gives him like a kiss on the lips, but yeah. it's certainly not like a deep French kiss. You I know? think it's
1: also like, she knows she's leaving in a few weeks and she's like, eh, whatever. like yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, a, a, like there is a, there is a probably like a, if there was a sequel you would see like he goes he goes to her college like a year later and like now she's like fucking the hot dude on campus and she's like yeah. oh you're still like you're not over that kiss from last summer <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so there's that you know the the rest of the movie most i mean most of the movie is this investigation
1: yeah it's like tailing like they're like Watching him go on his run and like m- tracking his movements and his patterns and learning lock po- po-
2: po- uh, lock picking overnight just is super it that montage. Easy? They
1: made it seem like lock picking is very no
2: easy. lock picking is incredibly hard.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering because like the the cool kid who is like this is one of those things. It's like if there was ever going to be someone who's the lock pick picking expert on the team, it's like the cool kid in the leather jacket. Yeah, and like I kind of wish it was like the nerdy kid, right? Like
1: fair, yeah
0: but whatever like he does just say like how'd you learn to do that and he's like it's easy you just you just put it in wiggle it around a little bit and it pops open and i was like <laughs> i mean is it that easy?" like it, i feel like it's not that easy but yeah
1: i hope it's not that like, easy. like if it's that
0: easy i feel like master lock really needs to fucking get step their game up you exactly know? right is it master lock right that's the company right that sure. makes padlock whatever
1: that it sounded right
0: yeah i better be master lock
1: yeah nope. uh, <laughs>
0: we're uh, apprentice lock we're we're getting good we promise your your goods are safe for up to three hours
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i feel like you know this is prescriptive but it's like that could have been an opportunity for character background and like why are these people like this why are these people friends oh well maybe it like if it was woody who was a lockpicker maybe he was doing it to take the alcohol away from his mom you know yeah just shit like that and and i'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second but like i was reading review uh interviews with them and they were saying, like, this was influenced chiefly by Stand By Me, The Burbs, and uh, Monster Squad. Okay. I haven't seen Monster Squad since I was a child, but, like, I remember The Burbs, right? The Burbs is a comedy that is the same concept as this. Tom Hanks starts to suspect that his neighbors killed people, right? That's right. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, so it's, it's for good. me, it's just like Dante. the opposite. I, I,
0: I can talk Monster Squad all day, but The Burbs, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but that is the premise.
2: Yeah. But, like, that's done as a comedy. It has very similar beats in terms of the investigation and back and forth but like in act three there's like a very specific thing that happens that makes you like take a big step back in a way that this movie didn't and then in stand by me stand by me is all about the relationship of those characters as they go on this journey and i feel like the things that they the things that they love about the movies that inspired this movie were nowhere in this movie i i I half agree with you because, like, the thing is, stand by me,
0: that's a drama. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's it, it, just a drama. And The Burbs is a comedy first and foremost. And like, and The Monster Squad is like a a a lighthearted – not lighthearted, but it's like it's like a it's kid, kid's adventure. It's a kid's adventure horror movie. They're, yeah. they're, they're all three of these movies, while they're sort of about the same thing, they are all different Definitely. in tone. Yeah. yeah. And so because of that, this movie – is kind of trying to do all three. I agree with you on that.
2: Well, let me let me tell you, I'm working on a new comedy script. It's inspired by Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: I can't wait to see what it is. But
2: it just it sounds obtuse that you're like, Oh, the things that inspired this movie are nothing. Like, I don't know. It it just seems very odd to me.
0: Well, they're all eighties films about a group of kids dealing with coming of age, you know? Yeah. And like, is The
1: Burbs about kids? Oh, oh never Tom been. Hanks. You're the Burbs right.
2: is the same story. As okay. You, as you I lied. That one, your you're right. That one's about an adult who suspects his neighbor. But Tom Hanks was in Big, so he might still be a
1: kid. True. Um,
0: oh, that's right. Yeah. The, he never lived. It's in, an, <laughs> it's in the alternate universe where he never lifted the curse.
1: <laughs> I don't think it was like a perfect movie, and I do kind of agree with a lot of the things you're saying, Chris. But like, I I was having a nice time the okay. whole movie. Like I found yeah. it very pleasant, and I enjoyed myself. And I don't like if I saw this in theaters. Like I don't know. Like I'm not gonna say it's like the best movie ever, and I'd be like really excited to spend theater money on it. But like I just I felt very like cozy and safe watching it. I don't yeah. know. I just liked the vibe.
2: Yeah. I so I feel like maybe we should probably move into spoilers after this. But I as my sort of final thoughts adequately made across many ways uh, across many departments and like sort of shown out in certain certain areas like i thought i i bought the 80s vibe i liked the tr- soundtrack but uh, for me like the movie just didn't do anything that hooked me yeah that's fair i think for me I, I was i was prepared
0: for an okay movie and what i got was a pretty good movie yeah and then when it got to the end i was like oh that's dope
1: exactly that that the same for, reaction.
0: For me, the ending, which we're going to talk about in a moment, mm-hmm. is what sells this movie. Like I, I know like,
1: screamed. My husband was worried that this, so he, he came out like, what is wrong? <laughs> I, I you was screamed? You yes. Know,
0: I'm not sure what part he screamed. I'm dying to hear about that in a second. But like with a different ending, this movie is forgettable. I agree. But be, because yeah. of the direction they go in, this movie might stick with me for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. they, like I just I have to applaud them for doing what they did and – And because of that, it makes everything else retroactively better to me.
1: I agree 100%. That's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, All right. So if you're listening, by now you know if this movie is for you or not. That's two yeses, one no. Um, 80s vibe. If you want more Stranger Things or, you know, it's like Stranger Things meets There's no
1: supernatural. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's just a – correct. You know, maybe – you could watch the trailer. The trailer doesn't really give anything away. But – you don't need to. Like at this point, you know what this movie is. It's 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 exactly what you think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, now we're gonna move into spoilers. Three, two, one. You've been warned. <laughs> uh, you have been warned, fool, <laughs> dude. The fucking ending of this movie blew my mind.
1: Are we gonna go right to the ending? Why? <laughs> It blew Why? my mind because I wasn't expecting it to go there. Like, they they kind of lull you into a false sense of security. Chris, did by, you watch
0: the end or did you just watch 30 I
2: absolutely minutes? I did.
1: <laughs> Basically, like, this entire movie, like, yeah, you, like, it's pre- it, a lot of stuff is predictable. And, like, it feels safe and you feel, like, cozy and safe in that, like, you know what's coming next. And you feel like it's just, like, kind of a lighthearted kid adventure movie. And yeah. so I, you feel like you don't have to worry about anyone
0: yeah the movie because it feels like the monster squad and and all the movies we talked about right and the goonies it tells you that like no matter what happens like these four kids are going to whether or not that dude's the serial killer right they're going to like save the day and become the heroes of this town and like that kid will earn his dad's respect and most likely that guy's the serial killer and if he is he's gonna get caught and if not, then then the twist ending will be that, like, it was actually someone else and that dude will get arrested. And, like, the kid will be wrong, but he'll still have, like, because he investigated, he still, like, caused the serial killer to get caught, right? Yeah. Instead, this movie fucking slaps you in the face mm-hmm. and is like, this, like, I'm just going to ruin it for you now. This kid gets his friend murdered and the serial killer gets away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. His his chubby friend and him get kidnapped by the serial killer. Uh, at this point they've they've gotten proof that he's a serial killer. They give it to the police. The police are at Mackie's house and looking at everything. They save the missing boy, blah blah blah. All great. And then that night, him and his chubby friend are having a sleepover at his house and they get they get kidnapped and brought to this like remote area in the woods by a lake and the oh, no the it's
2: actually a tidal island so they're tidal i don't
1: on know it. what that means they said that it, but... it's an
2: island that when it's low when it's high tide becomes an island but when it's low tide it's oh, like a sandbar cool. or something it's like the that island in it. like that lighthouse in Marianne? in Marianne, yeah
1: yeah okay um and like uh, you're like okay, well, someone's gonna rescue them. Like the police are gonna come. The, the, the reporter dad's on his way. Like they're gonna fight back. They're gonna kill. No, like the, the chubby kid gets his throat slit, and I was, I just, I was like, oh shit. Like Is that, I, yeah, I said, yeah, oh shit. That's I, I exactly what. Did you, did you say that? That's exactly what I said.
0: Yes, I sat up. And I, I, if we were watching at the same
2: time, then across town at the exact same. I watched moment. it last would,
1: night, so we might have been. There was like, somebody
2: right in the middle of you two. That's like, why are those two people saying, oh shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, wait,
0: just just backing up a second. Yeah, like, as the movie goes on, it starts to become, like, so clear that he is the serial killer, right? Like, I mean... He's just I mean, getting,
1: like, 10... Or, like, oh, what, like, 100 pounds of dirt a week and, like, burying well, so holes this in is, his backyard? And- yeah, when well, she- so...
2: All right, all right, let's let's back up. So the evidence that they have are these two kids were uh that one was seen in his house, uh disappeared. Then they end up they're like, Okay, he's buying a bunch of dirt and stuff, and he's using that to bury the bodies, probably, and he has lye to melt the bodies. And then they end up lockpicking and breaking into his like garden house or garden shack, and they find the t shirt that the first kid who went missing was wearing, and there's blood on it.
1: Like blood and rips.
2: Yeah. And then he takes that to his dad and the dad is like, all right, let's go apologize to Mr. Mackey. And then, like, basically, okay, that's supposed to be like the third act lull that it's like, or the second act lull that it's like, that oh, no, it one wasn't him. was point
1: right there that I thought maybe it was the dad because he was like so insistent that Mackie wasn't the serial killer. Yeah. Even with the I, proof that I was like, maybe the dad knows it's himself. So that's why he's right. One
0: of him my, it. one of my, the parts I liked the least was this scene because it's like,
1: it was so awkward. <laughs> it's like,
0: first of all, his dad works, he's an, he's an, he works on the news, right? Yeah. So like, this is like, this is his chance to maybe be involved in the catching of a serial killer, right? And if like, if if I had a son and my son was like, dad, the neighbor's a serial killer, I'd be like, fuck off, dude. But if he was like, hey, dad, we've been following him for weeks. He has a secret car that he keeps hidden in this like-, uh, uh, like A storage unit. A storage unit. He goes there at like midnight to get the car. In there, he has this like chemical that is used for dissolving bodies. And
1: keeping the and, smell away. Right. I'm and here's
0: parts. this fucking T-shirt that has blood on it. And I, I swear to you, dad, I saw that kid that got went that missing in his house. Wouldn't at that point, like, wouldn't you just go down and talk to one of the other cops and be like, yeah. hey, why don't we just like run a blood test on this blood? Right? I certainly
1: wouldn't taunt the potential serial killer and let him know that my son is on to him yes. and make, him, make my son be his potential next target if by chance he's right. Like, so, yeah, the as scene a parent, goes, you wouldn't do that. I feel he's like
0: they like march him over to his house. He's like, "Tell Mister Mackey what you told me." He's like, "I'm sorry. Like we thought tell you were all the-, the evidence that you have on him exactly."
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. To give, also give tell him them the, back- the
2: garage co- the garage gate code. Yeah, and then get, explain to him where the the, 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 the uh, seller is, please. Yep. Or and then the give seller. him back
1: the evidence. Give him back the shirt so yeah. he can destroy it. Yes. Give that back. Right.
2: And then here, I want you to sign this and say that it was actually somebody else so that he can arrest that person. Yeah. It was so dumb.
0: Uh, in fact, Chris, I, th- I was so angry at this point that like the mom, who barely, barely is a character, the way she's just like disapprovingly looking at her son, I verbally was like,
2: you fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, listen to your fucking son, you know? Yeah. Um, so you so somebody outside your place heard, you fucking bitch, and then twenty yeah. minutes later heard, oh shit. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah that
0: and then the cop showed up around one a.m. So <laughs>
1: nice, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that I, I found that very false. And then what happens is so Mackie arrests somebody else and it's like, I got him, I found the guy. And then they're like, oh, no, he rallies his friends. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure Davey rallies his three friends. He says, I'm pretty sure it's still, it's him. I, I need you guys. There's like a big celebration. And Mackie's going to be at this like flower party or some shit. There was one
1: other really creepy moment before this that I want to mention. I think oh. this is the creepiest part of the movie. Maybe when he comes
2: over to his
0: house? Yeah. That that scene's really good.
1: Mackie comes over to his house and is just like, oh, I just want to make sure we're cool. I just want to smooth things over and make sure, you know, I like you, kid. I think you could be a cop when you grow up. Got a good mind for this stuff, but uh, good imagination. Right, but at, at
2: that point, alright, finish what happens, saying what happens in this scene. He's
1: like, oh, if you wanna, I can call my son, you know, my nephew Jamie, that that's the guy you saw in my li- my kitchen the other oh, day. Oh, yeah,
0: he explains because he's like, that kid you saw that you think was the kid in the milk carton is actually my nephew. And yeah. he was over like, helping me do shit. And so, when he comes over, and he's like, listen, is there anything I can do to like, make you convince I'm not the serial killer? And Davey's like, Yeah, you could call your nephew, right? And he dials, he like, you know, Mr. Mackey picks up the phone
2: and like dials the number and it just rings and rings and he's like, I guess he's not home, right? But because it's at Davey's house, once he leaves, he calls the operator and has him tell him what number. He just dialed and it was Mackie's own number
1: Ooh, that was scary I thought that, that was that, really creepy right because <laughs> that's
2: when the movie should have ended because then he goes to his dad and goes dad Mackie came over and had actually offered to call Jamie and he called his own house yeah that that part like, I,
0: I get that it's like his dad is super pissed at him and he doesn't believe him. But it, it's it's entered into like it, it's it's that it's that land of why won't you believe your fucking son? Right. Like. Right. And that could be a storyline. Was but that it's like not. more
1: an 80s thing of just like kind of not taking your kids seriously? Like, I mean, that is
0: a theme in many of these 80s movies. Right. Yeah. Of the, like the, the the parent who's just like they don't believe until the last minute of the movie. Yeah. But it doesn't help that like earlier in the film. One of you said that he's sort of like the boy who cried wolf, yeah. but he's not really. Like, there's really no. Well,
1: he's just always into conspiracy theories. So they, yes. so they like just think he has this overactive imagination and aren't willing to take. If like if this was the first time he said some crazy thing, that'd be one thing. But like they, they're giving the idea that it's kind of a new thing every month.
2: Right, but we didn't see that. Like that's opening we scene material. We saw his
1: walls and right, like, we they're saw covered his walls, but we
2: didn't see him saying like, "Dad, I just saw Bigfoot." And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, an overactive imagination. That didn't yeah. happen. We are left slight, to fill in those gaps.
1: Yeah. It's a
0: slight difference between, like, if I have wizard posters all over my wall, that's one thing. But like, if for the first time well, ever, I told do. my, if, I do have <laughs> wizard posters all over. But if, if I told my wife, like, you're not gonna believe me, but I need you to believe me, our neighbor is a wizard, right? Like, <laughs> if it's the first time I've ever said that, she might be able to listen and hear me out. But if I've already, Uh like, if I've, like, had three times where, like, once I tried to say that, like, there's a a, a portal to the goblin realm in our garden, right? And,
2: like, it's not there. Right. But here's the other thing about this is that all the other 80s movies I can think of where people aren't believed, Nightmare on Elm Street, there is a dead serial killers haunting my nightmares, Goonies, there is a lost pirate treasure underneath the city, uh, Monster Squad, Dracula's chasing me. Those are unbelievable things. Hey, Dad, you know those kids you've gone missing? I saw one in our neighbor's house. Yeah, I think he's a killer. That's
1: fair. That's That's fair. That is the difference. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like 15 people have been murdered. Like, And it's like
0: on the news, like everybody is talking about that, right? And so when your son says, hey, Dad, I literally saw this kid in Mr. Mackey's house. Here's this bloody shirt in his lock shed. And he has a secret car and body dissolving chemicals, right? And like, he says it's his nephew, but like, why don't we just double check on yeah. that, right?
1: I think people used to just trust cops so implicitly, like like doctors, cops, like some of these authority figures, I feel like they were not really questioned. I don't think there's been a-
2: uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's true too, but I, I don't know. It's like, this is during the satanic panic, this is uh, – we've had the serial killer cra- craze of the 60s and 70s. Do you know why none of these 80 movies were about serial killers? Because people were intimately aware of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I um, The other night I watched this HBO
0: movie, Bad Education. Have either you ever seen it?
1: Not yet, but I want to.
0: I'm not going to ruin anything. But there's a there's a teenage character who's like investigating something for the school paper. And when she tells her dad about it, her dad refreshingly is like – Hey, I believe you. And then he like starts helping her investigate nice. the case. And I was like, that's a cool character dynamic. Like yeah, the parent just being like, I believe you, right?
1: Was it good overall?
0: Oh, it's fantastic. Bad okay. education. I mean, it's not it's not a horror movie. Yeah. But we're allowed to watch other things too. <laughs> but I, I guess that's the thing is like this, this adamant just like, like I don't believe you even though 15 people are dead, right? Yeah. Um, even though, and it's not just you, it's like your three friends all are in agreement that they all saw this. It's like, even if you have an over well, no one else saw.
1: no one else saw the kid in his kitchen.
0: True. But, but the other, like they the, all saw the, the bloody shirt. They yeah. all saw the bloody shirt. They all saw that he buys all this, like these shovels and they all saw that he has the, the chemicals in his yeah. secret storage shed that he goes to every night at midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Chris, I'm with you. I was I was really angry at the movie at this point because I'm like, oh come on, give me a fucking break. And even if you didn't believe your kid, why would you march him over and just on the him- small
1: chance, the small chance he's right,
0: right? But I was like, you know the the movie the, this this is necessary for the plot. And so you know now you're in this now you're in the territory of like, is this guy the serial killer? And like when when he's like talking to Davey at his house, and he's like, listen, is there anything I can do to like you know get you ungrounded because like I'd love to get you out of this house you know and you're like oh yeah and I
1: was like D- is he like
0: I'm like at that point I still wasn't sure the movie did a very good job of making me be like is yeah, he the killer until he
1: made that phone call I mm-hmm. just kept
0: waiting for them to explain that like he has all those chemicals for this reason or, or he's like he's you know like, if he's, he's having enough I, I don't know I, mean,
2: I was just off off the, the train once they found the shirt because it's like what person if your nephew got his shirt caught and he was bloodied why do you why would you keep that and hide it was it wasn't yes. hidden
1: but yeah yes yeah, it was
2: it was in the locked shed yeah, yeah. But, but it's also
0: like why did he after murdering that kid take his bloody shirt and just like toss it in his locked shed right i think
1: he felt invincible like he's gotten away with it 15 times
0: yeah i guess I don't know.
1: I mean, the whole reason he was doing all of this is because, like, that he wrote a letter because he was bored.
0: Oh, that's true. They do say that he, he wrote a letter and sent it in to the cops. Yeah. But, but it, like, I, what's the, I mean, I guess, like, he's so bored. He's like, I'm just going to leave this bloody shirt in my back shed because, you know, maybe they'll find it and they'll make my life a little spicy.
1: Yeah, like danger. Yeah.
0: But, like, the other thing was, I mean, so the very next day, like, someone else is arrested, you know, for the crimes and uh by, by Officer Mackey. And so he, obviously Davy's dad is like, oh, see, like I told you he wasn't the killer. They caught the killer, right? <laughs> but yeah, after he after he basically star 69s him and realizes that he's <laughs> like called himself, and you're right, Chris. Like he should be like, Dad, let me tell you what happened this afternoon. I either, either, dad, I am making this fucking up or I'm right, right? Yeah. And if you don't believe me, why don't you call the operator and 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 confirm my story, right? Mm-hmm. But more to the point, the one thing I I kept bumping against also was like like he they make a point that he works all day long, right? So like why go through all this trouble when really what you want to just know is like what's in the locked room in the basement. So why not just break into his house one time and go down there? That's you know what I mean? That's
1: a good point. <laughs> that's like
0: that's the whole point of the movie, is like yeah. let's just follow him around. Because like what the movie leads up to is the let's let's like there's only one way to get to the bottom of this. We're going to have to break into his house and go down to the basement and like we'll borrow my dad's camcorder and like we'll videotape everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And this scene plays out. This is this is this is what at this point in the movie, I felt I knew exactly what was going to happen. Right. That like, you know, it's like his two of the friends are like are watching Officer Mackey at some kind of like groundbreaking ceremony for like the new wharf or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, you know, no, we still here. And I thought like, OK, they're going to break into this dude's house. They're going to find out that he's the killer. And then Mackie's going to come home. And sure exactly. enough, like that's what Mackie, I expected as well. And so sure enough, like Mackie leaves the the groundbreaking ceremony. But like one of his friends, like here's the thing, his nerdy friend basically just gets him on the radio and is like, you know how we, he's been buying all that dirt and shovels? It's so he could plant flowers at the wharf. I knew he's not the killer. And he's basically just like, I'm going home. But he doesn't tell the kids who are breaking, doesn't tell Dave who's breaking into his house. And I'm like, dude, he can. Your, your friend can still get in trouble for breaking in, whether he's <laughs> a serial killer or not, right? <laughs> so how about be a good guy and like do your job and tell him when he's leaving. But the other thing is like, they take forever to like, once they're in the house to like
2: slowly walk oh, down yeah, the stairs. yeah, It goes from daylight to dusk
0: to yeah, sunset. Yeah, dude, I noticed to,
1: that. I noticed tonight. that.
0: <laughs> I was like, it, it should take five minutes to like get into the house, walk down the stairs. The hardest part will be picking the padlock.
2: Well, that's how Mackie got away is because they, the police, they were like, all right, you have to watch the whole tape. And they're like, this tape is six hours long. And yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> this part was
2: very frustrating for me
0: because I was like, motherfucker. Like the, the movie insists on these like long moments of suspense that, are 't realistic as well as a number of jump scares that are dirty like the loud ringing phone occasionally you know
1: mm-hmm. like that oh, one part yeah. right like
0: they're like walking around the house and the phone starts ringing and it's like loud as fuck right yeah. but then on the second ring it's just that normal volume and it's like you clearly in in the in the editing turn the volume up on the first ring to make me jump in my seat and like I don't know dude that's it's just dirty right cheap I agree it's cheap it's cheap is what it is but they finally get into the um, the padlocked room, and in there is like the kid you see you saw get kidnapped, chained up to this like tub, and in the tub is another kid whose face has been like peeled
2: off, dissolving and lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, he's yeah. dissolving, right. Which and that so, I just didn't under... So basically the room that is, that's behind the padlock is essentially Mackie's childhood room.
0: Right, it's, sorry. It's it's like you go through the, the padlock door and there's a like a bedroom.
2: Yeah, and they're like, and and like there's a, nothing yeah. here. And they walk around the room and then they discover the tub which, if there's a body dissolving, it's going to stink. It's going to be putrid. Well, they I don't have. Know why, there's
1: another chemical he has that covers up the smell. Yeah, they do. That's they do they have a line earlier
2: about how the it's chemical
1: like a- dissolves. It's like NaOH, whatever that was. No, that's a name. lie. They is when it, they looked is, it up, they said in the movie that this takes away the stench. But right, I,
0: I don't believe it's... Right. Isn't, especially in no, an uh, unventilated so lie. lie itself okay, okay itself it's odorless. Li- fine, it's lie. All I'm saying is, Chris, Oops. is that there is a line about the smell. Right? But that's wrong. Okay. Oh, of course it's wrong. Well, it's a, it's a fucking rotting body.
2: Wrong. Yeah. No, lie itself doesn't smell like anything, but if you're dissolving a body, it's going to smell putrid or like meaty. So like they have no reaction to that. Then they walk over to the tub. All right, whatever. I'll forgive that. They walk over to the tub. They find the body. Then the kid who's chained up goes like grabs them in a jump scare. Like yep. the second that you heard kids' voices, wouldn't you be like, help me over here. Banging, it's just, yeah, banging yeah, your feet. Exactly. It's all orchestrated to just be like, how do we get to a scare? How do we get to a jump scare? And that's so cheap and it's annoying to me. Because it's you're no longer I don't believe your story world anymore because you are parring off reality just to get to like to put me in a tunnel to get me to a scare. Yeah, you are totally right. I'm not Mm -hmm. I can't disagree with you. It's just what happens in the last 10 minutes that makes all of that I don't care about it. Yeah. Well, all right, so but so here's the steps of logic that don't make sense for that. So then it jumps from them finding the kid to them showing the footage to the police and they're like we gotta bring this guy in then you see Davey from his window looking down at his neighbors uh at mackie's house as the police are going through it then it cuts to them sleeping at night him and um what's his name what's his friend's name uh, the the chubby kid yeah. yeah and they're sleeping at night and then you see the um, I think dale whatever yeah. the uh you see the the um attic door coming down and the stairs and, and and you see it's Mackie is in the house. Mackie's been in their attic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. One, what is the logic of, you've been so like gung-ho about like keeping eyes on Mackie, talking to your friends. Why did all three of you go to the cops together? Why didn't one of you stay? and like watch from a safe distance to see if Mackie came home or keep eyes on him. Talk to your other they're friends. mean, kids.
1: Coordinate. I mean, All right, that's fine. one of the things so then, I like forgive with this movie in general is like, they're not professionals. They're like yeah. amateurs and they're kids. So-
2: sure. They've just so, found a, a kidnapped boy and a rotting dead All right, so let's, let's talk about reality. This okay. kid is a witness to a murder of somebody that they have not apprehended. They would have posted police outside his door to protect oh, him. Oh, I am totally with you. I
1: don't understand how the, I thought there was police. This, the, like there the, literally this, was police. That's I. I don't know how. They again, don't really the, tell you how.
0: Even even so, the fact that he's not like, "Hey, Dad," like I want to sleep in in your room until they catch Officer Mackey, because especially
2: I, because his fucking picture was on the wall.
0: Oh yeah, Mister D- Officer Mackey. Basically, every time he murders someone, he puts their photo up in his living room. And there's a line at the very beginning of the movie when back, you know, when when he's helping when Davy's helping Mackey move like a dresser. He says he looks at all the pictures. And he's like, "Wow, you have a big family." And he's like, "Yep." And I gotta tell you, in that moment, I did think, "I bet you those are all the photos." You did? Oh, yep. see, I, I didn't was like, even
1: think about it.
0: I just thought, like, that. I bet you that line is there because he had. These are all going to be the people he killed. Well, but that as that the movie went happened. on, yeah. I started to become convinced that he wasn't the killer. You know, and then at the end when that was revealed, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," but I already already saw it. But most people, my <laughs> wife, my wife didn't catch it. You didn't. I imagine most people would not catch that line. But. Dude, I'm totally, like, yeah, like, and his picture is up on the wall, and it's clear that he's meant to be the next victim, and the fact that he wouldn't be like, guys, there's my photo, Mackie's on the loose, he's murdered 15 boys, I'm not really okay with just sleeping in my room tonight, you know? Right. Yeah. The fact that there wouldn't be like, yeah, we're gonna put we're gonna put a police officer at least in a car outside your house. I you agree. Know?
1: It was literally just because they knew the ending they had in mind, and they had yeah. to and just how, ignore how did he everything. Get, else. So he
2: chloroforms the two kids. Yeah. How did he get two kids? So he had to make. Wouldn't
1: two- the parents like not sleep that night? Right. I feel like if he, I was a parent he, yeah. I wouldn't sleep that night and I would just be like listening.
2: Right. It's it's so
0: good that you uh it's so good that you I was they do say like I was wrong Davey. I apologize. Like he was the killer, right? Yeah. And it's like so uh what now? Like well, you know, he's out there on the loose, probably gonna murder someone else. But I'm gonna have a cup of tea and go to bed. Good night, kids.
1: Have a fun sleepover. Have
0: a big
2: old <laughs> club of chloroform.
0: <laughs> but dude, again, you're right because like basically he chloroforms both Davy and the chubby friend. So he must
1: drag and, them and down the stairs <laughs> and puts
0: them in a car
2: and drives away. But you don't so he, see that. He just goes like, up and down the stairs three times, taking one kid out, back up the stairs, yeah. taking the other kid out. Nobody notices.
1: It's it's not great. It, it's literally just. Just because that's how it had to be. Yep.
2: <laughs> yep. And so then, then he takes him to a tidal island, and as we said, he basically uh, kills the fat friend. He
1: says, "We're playing night night
2: manhunt. Manhunt. Man, we're gonna play manhunt play, for real. We're playing night crawlers." But <laughs> so I was like, I, I, at, up to this point, I
0: still thought I was watching the movie you expect, and the movie you expect yeah. is they run around the woods, they're hunted. And, like, in the last minute, you know, like, like Davey grabs a stick and shoves it in his eye and kills him or grabs his gun or something, right? But the fact that that's not what happens. And instead, Chubby Kid just gets captured and his throat is slit and he fucking dies.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The movie is like, hey, you know,
0: you thought this was, like, a fun 80s movie? I just killed... The the I killed the lovable fat friend. And then he gets Davey and shoves him against the car and like puts the knife to his throat. And he's like, all I wanna do is fucking kill you, but you ruined my life and I'm not. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna spend the rest of my life slowly stalking you and one day I'll kill you, but you'll never know when it's coming. And then he just fucking leaves. Yeah.
1: He's like, I want you to think about me and be afraid of me every single day. And I promise I will kill you someday. Two words,
2: <laughs> witness <laughs> protection.
1: What did you say, Chris?
2: Witness protection. Oh, yeah. The ending is meaningless.
1: I don't know. I think this guy could do it.
2: It, But it doesn't matter. Even if you were in witness protection,
0: like, you're right. That would certainly help, right? But, oh, my God, dude. This guy's a cop,
1: and, like, I think he would find him. I don't know. I think he's getting murdered someday. (laughs) I do.
0: Like, if you knew that there was a – if you knew there was someone out in the world whose only goal was to murder you at some point, right – would you ever sleep well again?
1: I would sleep well for like a year, because he's not gonna do it that quickly.
0: For the first week or two, you could be like, definitely not right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then no, no.
0: Yeah. And like, I think that is such a, it's just a twisted ending. It's so, that is,
1: it just stands out as so different from the vibe of the rest of the movie, which like they, they make you feel like this false sense of security. And then they just knock you over the head with this dark ending, which I just, I praise them for doing that.
0: And I think that's like, honestly, it's like if at the end of Str- Stranger Things, if like the creature from the upside down takes over the world, right? Yeah. It will be so like, wow, I, I just didn't see that coming. And, and, and. So yeah. obviously Chris, one kid died. So his story is wrapped up. And then you see that Davey is like riding his bicycle, doing his newspaper route at the very end. And he goes by cool kid's house, who's like hanging out with the the their, their nerdy friend. And they basically won't even look at him. Mm-hmm. And so you get the sense that like, yeah, while they were never big characters, I mean, they're not fleshed out characters. That's the story is that like this kid in his pursuit of this serial killer, he has gotten one friend murdered and his other two hate him. It will never yeah. talk to him again. Yeah. And his life is nothing but a living nightmare from this day forward. Uh-huh. And then he basically ends the movie with like saying like, like, what's the last line? Is basically like serial. Every serial killer is someone's neighbor. Right. Yep, exactly. And it's just sort of like the story of like youth ruined the end. Like, mm-hmm. go to go to bed now. Fuck mm-hmm. you. And I was like, bravo.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I I'm very proud of them.
0: I for going I, there. I don't disagree with like the logic of it, but it's the way it's just like, you know, I, I said to my wife after like, this is why I like horror movies so much because in every other genre, you know how it's going to end. You just know I, you go see skyscraper. And I know the rock is going to beat the terrorist. Right. <laughs> and like, imagine if like at the end of the next fast and the furious movie, if they all just got fucking gunned down, right. And there's <laughs> like, it just ended like that. <laughs> horror is the only genre where like there's a 50% chance that things don't go well for the main character. Yeah. yeah. And this movie is just like, you know what? The serial killer fucking won. The end.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I I guess I, I think about like famous movies where the bad guy wins, right? Sure. Like Seven. Or uh, um, uh, technically um, Silence of the Lambs, right? Well, it's hard to say. They both win in that one because she does catch the killer. Right, right. But a a bad guy wins.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I feel like there's something that's like integral to the morality of the film that like is, it's playing with your expectation, not just playing with your expectation in terms of story structure, but playing with your expectation in terms of like, or, or No Country for All Men. It's like evil exists. The last thing after, the, after uh, Anton Sugar wins in e- uh, No Country is that like dream that Tommy Lee Jones had, right? And it's like the, there's so much dark and there's so much evil and you just got to stay close to the dwindling light. And it's like, that's interesting, that's provocative. This is just like, hey, fuck you kid, I'm gonna kill you someday. And because I didn't have a really good attachment to Davey because of the other story and interpersonal problems I've mentioned with the the, the way that this film is constructed, I don't really care. It's just sort of like somebody came up and spit in my eye and it's like, (laughs) all right,
0: fine. (laughs) yeah but you gotta remember like I pay to go to all those weird immersive horror events
2: where they just spit in my eye so I like right. that shit
1: yeah. uh, are they still doing it during coronavirus times
2: uh, think, no Izzy? they you have plexiglass up so they spit on the plexiglass
0: it's just uh, not the same not the,
1: no yeah. it's like yeah
0: you can go through the haunted house but everyone has to stay six feet away from you
2: yeah they go <laughs> uh, a boogie oh my god Halloween can be
1: so depressing
2: <laughs> yeah
1: like immersive haunts and stuff maybe that's
2: what it is it's like life is depressing enough i don't need to be reminded of like some silly darkness that's grounded in reality like if i were watching nightmare on elm street and and freddie wins that's fantastical and it's interesting whereas like yes yeah, serial killers exist remember that it doesn't feel as poignant in a, a post-covid world <laughs> I mean, I look. I mean, look. I get it. Like you, you didn't respond
0: to it. And to be fair, while I was watching it, I was like, "Chris isn't gonna like this movie." I so thought that is, too. Yeah, I was like, "This is not
2: shocking." Um, it's
1: not their fault. Like, we watched it after COVID.
2: Yeah, imagine. Absolutely, it's their fault. Why? I, I don't have an answer for that.
0: <laughs> Chris has reached the stage of grief called blame. Right, yes. <laughs> Where he's mm. just blaming the filmmakers of Summer '84. <laughs>
2: but that's the thing is that like. So reading interviews with them, I find it interesting that like basically one of them works with actors, one of them works with camera, one of them relays all the other information to the department heads. That's That's kind of cool. And I can see how that like division of labor creates uh, something better than what you would get if just one of them were making a movie, right? I also found it really interesting that they said um, Rich Summer actually apparently went to each of them on set and asked them the same question to test if they would all give the same answer, and they all did.
1: For what question? I,
2: I don't know what the question was, but like, oh, okay. Just because typically if you have a, a directing team or I guess in three, you, you might get different answers from different mm-hmm. people, yeah. right? But yeah. it shows that they're all on the same page. Ah. So I think that, that cohesive vision. Comes through because it is stylistically interesting. I just think the script's kind of blah. Well, to be fair, oh. it wasn't written by them, right? But they still chose to make it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, 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 get where you're coming from, and I don't think you are the only person who doesn't like this movie, right? But I don't know. I don't. It comes down to I, I liked it. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. It, it just, it's just sort of like, hey, remember the Goonies? What if the Goonies lose? Right? That's the <laughs> that's the movie, and I've now I have not seen that
2: before. And I think that's what I responded to. Like, But what's so funny about like the, how close the whole 80s nostalgia thing is, do you want to see the Goonies lose? You can watch Stranger Things and watch one of them die. Wait, who dies in Stranger Things? Oh, I see. You're saying like <laughs> this movie, right? Good.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, like, you know, opinions, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just think they had a vision and this is what they were going for. And you can like it or not like it, but it's their like, vision.
0: Chris, say at the end of this movie, it was the traditional ending you would expect, right? Like they fucking
2: kill the serial killer. Well, I just want to be clear. You know I'm talking about Sean Astin, right? Oh, what?
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. Sean yeah. Astin was in The Goonies
2: that. and in Stranger I Things. About that. Yeah. He dies. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. I,
1: I did
0: not get the joke. No, yeah. I'm sorry. But you're right. That's okay. But like, would you have liked this movie if it had the traditional ending?
2: No, no, because I
0: think <laughs> the the rest of it is just kind of it's kind of mediocre. Right. So it's sort of like you weren't on board for like, do you like Stranger Things? Let's just start there. I think the first season of Stranger Things is great. Okay, all right. I I like I agree. It is the best in the first season, but it's still good throughout. I mm-hmm. still enjoy
2: the show. I think they lose the thread on what makes it good is the problem.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a whole other we could do a whole episode on the 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 spiraling down of Stranger yeah. Things. <laughs> but
2: uh so it's not this 80s nostalgia thing that you're fighting against no no, no, no. i i was initially apprehensive because i am burned out on that now mm-hmm. but it's it's not it's think, i think for me i got i was like i like i kind of like the interplay between the friends i hope this goes somewhere most of the storylines didn't go anywhere other than paying lip service to like oh his mom's an alcoholic oh his dad's abusive but that didn't say anything that didn't inform how they acted that didn't do anything. Literally, we found out that like cool kid's dad is like yelling or hitting his mom just moments before he abandons his friends. That has no bearing on anything he other doesn't than he know
1: he's abandoning his friends, but yeah. Well,
2: but yeah, he chooses to.
1: No, yeah. the other friend tells him it's off. So he thinks that he thinks they're not doing it. He says, "Oh, right. it's it's off. He's, we've confirmed he's it's not him."
2: Right, but like they they I don't know, it's just very strange t- from a story perspective to put that nugget of character background in before something extraneous that has nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah, there's also his like older brother who the movie acts like is going to have some relevant yeah, role, but, he, that's but right. he he has like one scene. Like they make a they make a point of how like the blonde girl has a crush on him, and then you see him working at the 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 hardware store, but then like he's not in the movie. He's in one one brief moment of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like why are we talking about that kid's older brother if he's not going to be a character? Right. Because a lot of '80s movies had like the cool older brother, you know, who's like an asshole. Exactly,
2: and so it's as a movie that's derivative, and I don't mean that pejoratively. Just derivative. It's it's obviously drawing off of these '80 yep. movies. It, I, I think it just leans on those too much to fill time, just to get you to that ending.
0: Yeah, you know, I think what it is is like like a really cool ending will will win me over every time. Like, absolutely. In, if if Drag Me to Hell just ended with her like stopping the curse. I don't think anyone would talk about that movie. Mm -hmm. And the same with Seven, right? If they just fucking like stop the dude at the very end, then like, you know, it'd be like, hey, that was an okay serial killer movie. It's these endings where the movie just says like I you know what you thought was going to happen? Go fuck yourself. You're completely wrong, right? That that does it for me. I'm just like thank you. Thank you for yes, yeah, spitting in my eye. I like I didn't I did not think I'm not saying this is better than 7 because it's not. 7 is the best of these endings of all
2: time. <laughs> right. Well, that's because the story builds up to that because you have the structure of there are seven sins and you're like, "Well, what are the seven sins?" And throughout that scene, he's explaining how yeah. the final choice of the movie is going to fulfill the seventh sin. And that's right. fascinating. And so you're on this high wire. At a certain point, because you don't know what's going to happen. At a certain point, once he's in Mackie's car, it's like, okay, he's either going to live or die. But once he doesn't kill him, it's like, whatever. Whatever because you've taken away the agency of the children so i'm not watching i'm not watching a story anymore i'm watching events unfold
0: let me ask you a different question what if the movie ended with him killing davy right like he just kills both friends and it just ends on davy's bloody corpse would you like that better or worse
2: potentially but then you would have to have some sort of wrap-up of like maybe a little more of a story with the dad and how that changed him
1: i think i would have liked it more if he killed both boys I think that would have been a little bit better, but yeah, I, that I, would I be, liked it. Either that way. would have
2: been definitely a much harder punch
0: to the face, but I don't know. I, you know, again, I, I I I like. I don't think. Let me put it this way. I don't think this movie is doing anything special except just recreating an '80s vibe. Which, like, yeah, you know, that's not like that's just a production design thing. That's hiring the right makeup team and the right costume team and the right getting the right music. You know, but it still is doing it well, and it's like it's it's bringing me back to that 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 childhood experience and then it's just saying like here's an alternate way these movies can end and i, I don't know i i, I don't want to say it a hundred times like i liked it you know yeah
1: i i don't think it's like a masterpiece but i, I really i thought it was good yeah yeah
0: this is this is not a like when people if i'm talking about this with people i'm not gonna be like you have to see summer of 84 man this movie is gonna fucking wreck you right no like no this is a good time i had a good time i really liked it yeah. you know but it certainly is not, a like, a great movie, you know, fucking got to see it, like, put it at the top of your list. No, like, I enjoyed it. If someone said, hey, let's get together six months from now and watch Summer of 84, I'd be like, I- I'd be willing to watch that one more time, mm-hmm. you know? But it's yeah. certainly not
2: going to be, like, every year, let's watch Summer of 84. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to watch it 84 times each summer. <laughs> Um, that's not a bad idea yeah i so i think i was off the ride with the 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 babysitter scene okay that just so pretty early pretty
0: early in you you bailed yeah mentally
2: yeah and i I just sort of checked out because i was like i don't buy this i got as i said the continuous uninterrupted dream i don't know where i heard that i think it was in like a writing course in high school and that that's the thing is it it bumped the story it jostled the train so much i knew that i was on a train
1: okay okay fair
0: I uh, I think that's a really interesting way to put it, but I think also that we've been talking about this forever. So maybe...
1: <laughs> I know that I we're saying the same three points. All right, now. cut
0: this. <laughs> I, uh, all right. Anything else you guys want to say about Summer of '84?
1: Yeah, I I think it. I think this is a movie that if you don't like horror movies that much, you could still really enjoy because it's like a little bit of a thriller um, mixed with just like a tinge of horror. So I think it's I think it's a good one to maybe. For friends that don't love horror movies but like murder mysteries and true crime and stuff like that
0: yeah fair yeah, yeah. all right well I'm done thank you everyone yeah, Chris is thanks. done thank you all for listening uh, next week we're doing blood quantum that gives you a week to watch it mm-hmm. come join us and uh, everyone in the meantime stay safe be well and uh, we'll see you next week goodbye
2: bye, bye. bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah!